Pastor Marvin's coming up with an amazing word. God bless you. Good morning, church. How are you this morning? It's good to see you this morning, and uh, as Pastor Joe said, it's exciting to be here, and we are enjoying some great weather. Um, I don't have to cut my lawn anymore. It's all dried up, so isn't that wonderful? <clears throat> We're going to be continuing the uh, Cultivate series this morning that uh, Pastor Mark started a number of weeks ago, and um, we're going to be doing that throughout the summer. Pastor Mark walked into my office uh, two or three weeks ago and asked me to speak this morning, and uh, he said the, the topic of the day, because we're going in order, is patience. There was a big delay, and I said, really, you want me to do and speak on patience? For those of you who know me, um, not very patient, and yet... There's probably no better person to do it than me because I have so much to learn and I have areas of my life that I need to fine-tune and I need God's Spirit to continue to work in me. But I did think, like, why couldn't I have I had, like, the kindness one or the goodness one or the faithfulness one, right? Like, you know, but anyway, here we are. God's Word is going to speak to us this morning and uh, very, very much looking forward to what He's continuing to do in our lives through this series. I was able to uh, connect with uh, a farmer this, uh, this week, and um, I was able to get a cultivator. Just let me pull this over into the light here. It's not that heavy. This is relatively old. I'm guessing about 100 years old, or at least that's what the farmer told me. And so a cultivator is for crops, and we're able to use that in between the rows to help bring nutrients, the ground, get rid of weeds, those types of things in the field. And I know Pastor Mark picks on the youth guys quite a bit, and I needed two horses this morning. <laughs> Pastor Kyle and Pastor Matt, but I'm not going to do that to you. I don't have the harness, okay? Um, if you want to run and grab some rope, we could always hook it up real quick, I'm sure. But the horse, or horses, uh, would, would pull this, and you'd sort of guide it through the crops, and it would dig into the ground, and it would do its job. It's called a cultivator. And the series that we're talking about is how to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit. And so it would toss the soil on each side and dig out things. Ultimately, the goal of a cultivator is to, at the end of the season, have a ton of great crops that the earth would be, would be um, full of nutrients, the water would get to it, it wouldn't be hard, and the, things, the, the, the crop could grow through it. And today we're going to be talking about patience and cultivating, continuing the series, cultivating patience in our lives. And ultimately, as we've been reading uh, the passage in Galatians 5, ultimately, it's God's Spirit that does His work in our lives to cultivate patience. It was two or three years ago now when uh, Cabela's, the outdoor superstore, if you want to call it that, opened in Canada. And um, it, was, it was very exciting. For me, that's almost like the day that it opened, I think it was in the fall, September-ish. It was like Christmas for me. You know, there's Christmas in July and then we have Christmas in December. Well, Christmas that year for me was the day that it opened. I was excited. So a buddy of mine went... And uh, they had this grand opening. Of course, they promised that, you know, the first 250 people would get uh, gift cards. And they were significant. 
It was like, you know, $10, $15, $20 gift cards. There was one person randomly that would get $500 gift card for that. Went early in the morning. Um, I believe it was about 5 a.m. because the store was opening early that day at about 7. And uh, stood in line. It was a wonderful morning. Stood in line. People were coming. We, we, when we got there, it wasn't, uh, we weren't the first. And so we just sort of, you know, formed part of the line. And we waited. So we waited. We waited patiently. And I was, I was getting pretty excited because, you know what? You know, it's free money, free gifts. Uh, I was going to probably spend money there at some point between then and Christmas. So why not get a jump on it? So we stand in line. And, of course, they started to come through the line and, you know, there's people jumping in front of you. And like I said, I, I was trying to be very patient. And, and I was, I think, for the most part. And I was eager. So the people that, uh, that were giving out the gifts started to, to work their way through the line. And uh, they finally, like I said, there was 250 people. And they finally got to me. And they ran out at the person in front of me. This is true, completely true. So I said to the lady that was handing this stuff out, I, I, I said, are you sure? Like, can you check your pockets? Maybe the $500 one is stuck there somewhere, you know. And uh, she said, no, actually, we're, like, this is it. So, like, 250 251 right here. So I said, they had a few hats left. I said, can you give me a hat at least? Which they did. So I was thankful. My patience paid off. I got a hat that day. No money. And I still went in and spent money because it's a great place to spend money. You see, patience in our lives, we need it. Galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit within us. We absolutely need to have the fruit of the Spirit within us, of which patience is one of those, okay? So this morning I want to look at a few areas where, where we need patience in our lives, where we need to grow it, where it needs to develop, where it needs to be cultivated in our lives. So the first one is this. You see, patience in our lives, patience changes everything. When you're patient with God, with others, it changes your outlook, who you are, how you respond, it changes your situation. So the first thing that we need patience with is our faith. We need patience in our growth and our walk with God. We need patience in our faith to grow. I think one of the biggest challenges for me as an individual and a follower of Christ is the comparison game. I look at other people and see where they are spiritually. I see where they are in their walk with God, who they are, how they live, how they present themselves spiritually in their walk. I'm like, why can't I be like that now? My patience sometimes in those situations is is very, very thin. Why can't I be like them? I remember uh, as a young pastor, first church, and uh, working with someone who had been doing ministry and doing church life for a very long time. And one of the biggest things that I had to face and fight at that time was, why can't I be like them in how they speak, 
in how they lead the church and their ministries and how, how they are spiritually. And one of the biggest things that, that we as a church and as individuals face is our spiritual walk and being like other people. You see, God calls us to a standard of relationship with him. But where we are on that journey and that faith walk with him, we're all different. Each one of us at a different phase, at a different stage, at a different level. I was just sharing last week with someone in the lobby how probably one of the biggest frustrations in, in ministry is why people aren't where I think they should be. Right? Like, who am I? But why aren't people here? And we, got, have, we, we started having this huge dialogue about relationship with Christ and how some people learn it, whatever the lesson is, very early on in their life, their spiritual walk. And then there's other people that have been a, a believer for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and they still haven't yet developed what we think they should have developed. And yet when I look at my own life, there are areas in, in me that they've developed that I haven't yet. And so thus, there, there is where we need patience to grow and to walk and to move forward. You see, each one of us might have a hurt. There's a, there's a, a tagline in Celebrate Recovery. It talks about hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And each one of us have those things. We have hurts, we have habits, and we have hang-ups. It's just that some of us, at different points in our lives, have been able to conquer, overcome, and get past those things. But a word that helps us with that is the patience in our lives that God's Spirit grants us. Because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. It's the fruit of His Spirit in our lives, in and our walk with Him. So the first is, is our faith and our walk. The second is family. We have family. We all have family. We have parents. Some of us have siblings. Some of us have immediate family. If you're, if you're married, your spouse. Maybe you're um, in a relationship where you're engaged and you're getting married. But all of us, each one of us, we have family. And if it's not a biological family, we have a spiritual family. That's what this place is all about. And a family is all about teaching us. And there's no better lesson or life lesson to learn than patience. And families can teach us that. I remember probably four or five years ago now, doesn't really matter except that I know it happened. And Esther and I, we were trying to install um, a curtain rod in our living room. And for whatever reason, I, I really don't remember all the details other than I know it wasn't going very well. Right? So maybe the screws weren't holding in the drywall. Um, maybe it was put up crooked. Regardless, it just overall wasn't going very well. And I remember not, see it comes back to me again in patience. I remember not being very patient in that moment. Surprise, surprise. And probably 
Well, I did. I said some stuff to Esther that I shouldn't have, in a way that I shouldn't have, in a tone I shouldn't have. I was frustrated and I wasn't very patient. And yet sometimes, well, probably most times, the people that we hurt the most are the people that are closest to us. And if we had, if I had, if we had more patience in our lives, then our family would become less affected by it and we'd have better relationships and better moments. Also, having kids teaches you patience. If you've had kids, you understand what I'm saying. If you don't have kids and are going to have kids, just remember this moment, okay? I can ask my children to, and they're incredible boys, don't get me wrong, but I can ask my children to do something and sort of the expectation of them doing it is, well, right away, within the next couple hours, not the next couple days. And sometimes that's what happens. So kids, children, family, spouse, parents, siblings, teach us patience. And yet, if we develop patience in our relationships with our family, it just leads to better health, better relationship, better family, whether that's biological or spiritual, like I mentioned earlier here. The third area of our lives that, that we could really use and develop a lot of patience with is our finances. See, when it comes to saving and finances, the biggest challenge is time, but also the biggest reward is time. Finances is one of those touchy subjects. And a lot of people feel that you just never have enough money. Regardless of what you make, just never enough. And sometimes it's like, how am I going to win with this? How am I going to conquer this? And yet, Jesus wants to bless us. He wants us to have tools in our lives to, to win with money. So that, not that we can just have more for ourselves. But to be able to, to bless, to give, to give back to God, to give generously to those around us in situations that we see in our lives where finances are critical. There was a, a friend of, of mine and a, a friend of the pastors here who, who used to say it's, it's all about the jack. And in a lot of ways it is. Life is like that. Where every decision we make often is about money. And so when we have that in control and be patient with the process of money, we're going to win. One of the basic things with money and winning with money is having a budget and saving. But you see that word saving has to do with patience. When Esther and I first got married, we started with a budget and we put $25 a month away to an emergency fund. And this is where I said before, where, where time is a, it's a challenge because you want to have that emergency fund built up and accessible right away. 
But time is also your friend in that the longer you do it, the more consistent you do it, the more you will accumulate. And so $25 a month is not a lot, right? After one year, it's $300. Still not a lot. But the blessing that we had in that process of being patient with our finances was after 10 years, though, you guys can do the math, $3,000. Now, now we're getting somewhere as far as accumulating. But that takes time. And each one of us want the instant reward with regard to our finances. And yet, I believe God wants us to be patient in that way and let the word compound effect take over in that situation. Over time, with interest, it will continue to grow and accumulate. So God wants us to be faithful with our finances, being patient in that area, and allowing time and patience to help with that. Here's another area that that affects most of us, if not all of us, at some point in our lives, and that's being patient with fitness, physical activity. And this morning I'm just trying to be really, really practical with the, the areas in our lives that that God wants us to be patient and develop patience so that we can be rewarded by His Spirit in the different areas that we live. You know, we're four or five months away from January 1st, January 1st being Resolution Day. Resolutions of, I'm going to lose weight, 20 pounds, three pounds, 40 pounds, depending on the person and the situation. Just everyone keep looking at me. Don't look around, okay? Just stay right here. Stay with me. Whatever the amount of weight is, it does not matter. But the resolution is that I'm going to do something about it. And reading in a a book that was recommended to me recently, it's called Compound Effect, and there was two scenarios there where two people identical weights made one small difference in their diet and that was 125 calories per day difference between the two of them here's the amazing thing with being patient and over time at 18 months there was literally no difference that's amazing a year and a half most people want to drop 20 pounds 30 pounds 40 pounds right now right right away got to do it right now But if we're patient with the process and God help in our lives with giving us patience, we can see that over time it will change. And that 18 months in this scenario was sort of the changing point. The person that was eating 125 calories less versus the person that was eating more, it really started to change at that point. And at three years, I believe there was about 20 pounds difference, 30 pounds difference. So it went from 18 months to three years, and that's where we really saw the change. So what we need in our lives is consistency. What we need in our lives is the patience to keep going and doing, whether it's in our spiritual lives, our physical lives, our emotional health, whatever area it is. 
You see, the biblical definition of patience is self-restraint, holding back, or enduring, moving forward patiently. The word patience that's found in Galatians 5, 22, I'm going to have it up on the screen in just a moment, or if you're turning to your Bible, Galatians 5, I'm going to start at Galatians 5, 16, but the word patience is used 14 times in the Bible. And in the Greek, it's pronounced macrophymia. That sounds like an antibiotic. We could probably use a dose of it. But that's the Greek pronunciation of that word. And God uses it of himself, and he uses it in the context of us in our lives and the change within us. So let's look at um, Galatians 5.16. Reading a little before Galatians 5.22, where, where the fruit of the Spirit are all listed, because I want to give us a bit of context here as to, to where, where does the fruit of the Spirit come from? Why do we need it? Okay, so let's start at verse 16. It says, but I say, walk by the Spirit. In the amplified version of, amplified translation or version of the Bible, it says, walk by the Spirit and also walk habitually. Remember that $25 a month or that 125 calorie difference in our lives? Or being that much more patient with our children, our families, just habitually doing that, that is where the difference starts to take effect. Walk by the Spirit. This is where it starts in our lives. We need to walk by His Spirit to see the differences take effect. As believers and followers of Christ, when we accept Him into our lives, He lives within us. We are then able to walk with Him. And walking with him regularly, daily, habitually, changes happen. Okay? And you will not gratify the desires of the spirit. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. So there's the tension that we have in our lives. You know those stories that I told you about where wasn't one of my finer moments with being patient? That's the tension. God's spirit living within me and my flesh wanting to be impatient, not so nice, making things happen quickly when they don't need to happen so quickly. So it's the spirit and the flesh are against each other. Verse 18 says, But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. And here's a big list, okay? Works of the flesh. These things in our lives that are sinful, that God doesn't want there, that are anti what He wants within us. Sexual immorality. Impurity, 
sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's a pretty incredible list. Right? There's a lot of things on there that indicate that, you know what? If, if we struggle with these things, if these things are a part of our lives, if, these are the, the way, if this is the way that we're living and habitually living, well, it's pretty clear God's word says that we will not inherit the kingdom. Then in verse 22, is where this series has been based, says this, but the fruit of the Spirit, just sort of opposite that other list, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Those are the ones that I wanted to preach on. Gentleness, self-control, against such things, there's no law. Those are the amazing things that we need in our lives. Church, if we want patience in our lives, we need to be walking with the Spirit. We need to be walking in the Spirit. Just a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a powerful moment at the altar on Pentecost Sunday where God poured out His Spirit through Spirit baptism in this place. You see, it's God's Spirit in our lives that changes us. It's His Spirit in our lives that allows us to live this way. And it's Him planted within us that allows us to see the fruit of the Spirit. It's a simple illustration, but if you plant an apple tree in your backyard, when it produces fruit, it's not going to be a banana. Right? Likewise, when we plant and walk and are guided with His Spirit, when we walk with His Spirit and live habitually with His Spirit, it is that fruit that I just listed in verse 22 that we're going to be able to, to give off. We are going to be people who live that way. See, first and foremost, this is the fruit of the Spirit. It's impossible to live this way. It's impossible to have these fruit without His Spirit in you. Let's just start there. It's impossible because it's the fruit of His Spirit. And when He lives in us, we're able to live that way. I wrote down this saying this week that I cannot think of a quality that is more desperately needed in our lives or harder to produce than patience. Think of it. You and I are very much alike. You're probably thinking, really? <laughs> no, we are. We're very much alike in how we live. You see, 
the journey that we're on, we're on the same race. But when it comes to patience, we're just doing it at a different pace. We're all in the same race. We're all in this journey with Christ. But each one of us goes at a different pace. And there's seasons where you have this burst of speed and energy where you're able to whip through certain sections of that race a lot quicker. Then there's other times where you slow down and others will pass you and you're like, I want to be like them. But you can't be. Because we've got things to learn and things to work out. So why be patient? Isn't instant gratification like way better? You know what, like, I want that. I can finance that. I can have that right now in my driveway. Like, isn't that better? Or is there more to be learned in life when we're patient? I'm going to look at a few more scriptures here. Lamentations 3, 25 says, The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. See, we can learn a lot in our lives with being patient and waiting quietly. Have you ever been in those moments where it's like you've become impatient, you're already there, okay? Like maybe you're a, maybe you're a patient person, but in this scenario, you're already impatient. And you want everyone to know about it around you. I was at the Dollarama yesterday. I saw this firsthand. So there's one lady at the cash, and there's probably, including myself, six people, six or seven. And I walk up, and there's a young lady in line that is like, oh, this is ridiculous. I've been waiting here for 10 minutes. I can't believe this. There's only one person there. They got to call someone. And just as she's sort of talking that way, they do call someone else, and the line goes very, very fast, okay? It's, like, it's quick for them. And maybe she was there for 10 minutes, okay? I'm not taking that away from this scenario, but waiting quietly. Likewise in our spiritual walk. Waiting quietly. Come on, God, why haven't you answered my prayer? It's been three minutes. But maybe it's been three days, or three months, or three years. But waiting quietly on God is what Lamentations is talking about. Patience is also waiting eagerly. I didn't say loudly, I said eagerly. Romans 8 says that creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the Son of God. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoptions as sons, the redemption of our bodies. So the question that I have for us today is, is your life, is my life, do we have that characteristic of waiting with eagerness for my spirituality and our walk with God? Is there an eagerness there as we wait 
for God to do something amazing? Do people see an eagerness in, in our words, in our actions, facial expressions, with our spiritual walk? Hebrews 6, 15 says, And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Abraham waited patiently for God. And then he took things in his own hands. But patience and waiting until the end is where the blessing is. You've seen that saying or the sign or just that whole notion of the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. We're waiting patiently to the end. That's where the blessing and that's where the reward is. God wants nothing but greatness and goodness for us. He wants to bless us. But patience and waiting for that can be hard, but it's also where the blessing is found. Psalm 5.3 says, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. Waiting expectantly for God to do amazing things. Laying it out. But then waiting. Laying it out, but being patient. Laying it out and living the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. So what helps with patience? What's going to help you in your, in your journey, in your faith walk, in your journey with being, just being, and, and this, is, this is really where I learned a lot in, prep, in preparing for this, is one of the key ways for each one of us to become patient, to handle it better, just in our lives, is to build in margin. Have built in margins in our lives. Whether that's time. And time is a big thing. Because time seems to be tied to most of the areas in our life where we do become impatient, right? That example at the dollar store yesterday, it's been, you know, two or three minutes, hurry up. Where if we leave ourselves more time in our lives, more margin in our lives. See, margin facilitates patience. We have margin in our lives. It allows us to be more patient. Making room for the unexpected. Making room in your situation for the unexpected. You know, some examples of things in our lives where sometimes we just need to be real patient. The son or daughter, family member, not living according to God's word needing to be patient for God to do something special in their lives. Maybe there's people who are dealing with infertility and needing God to do something special in their lives and waiting for that. Career. Needing God to do something and waiting for that. Marriage. Waiting for God to do something and waiting for that.
God wants us to be patient. And I bring it back once again to the fruit of the Spirit of God doing a deep work in us. That's where it starts, and that's where it ends. Can you imagine a world of patient people? How would that look? Can you imagine a church of patient people? What we could accomplish, what we could do, how we would live, how differently we would be. I think one of the biggest challenges and one of the downfalls in my life is when people see me being impatient, they can look at me and say, there's no difference there. He lives the same as everyone else. And so that is a challenge to me. I need to be different. We need to be different. And how would this world look if it was full of people who were truly patient? I think sometimes we have to understand, of, understand what makes us feel rushed and why we aren't patient. To-do lists. All these things that are constantly flooding us in our minds and we're, we're always on the go, always moving. Multitasking is the norm and, and what it really develops or equals is a state of hurry when we really need to just have patience. Here's a challenge for us. Pick an area in your life and make yourself wait. Pick an area. You know the area. You know the area. Maybe for most of you, you have, it's just you're patient. Everything is good. And, but there's just this one area. Well, pick that one area and work on that. Make yourself wait. Make yourself become uncomfortable in that one area. Jane Bolton wrote in a psychology blog post that we need to become comfortable with the uncomfortable in order to cultivate a little more patience. There's that word again. To be able to cultivate a little more patience. To be able to work the soil in our lives. To be able to, to help with the areas in our lives. To dig deep in our lives in those areas that, that need tweaking, changing, and growth. Here's some examples of patience in the Bible. David was a shepherd. The next season, he was a king. One season, Ruth was working in the field, and the next one, she owned the field. Mordecai was sitting outside the king's palace. The next season, he was in it. This is amazing. We serve a God who turns things around when we are patient. The fruit of the Spirit through us and in us. If I could get the worship team to come back. There's one thing that I want to challenge us with this morning that sort of goes against everything I just said with one decision in your life. And that is relationship 
with him. If you could stand with me this morning. There's one decision in your life that I, I beg of you to not wait for. And that's accepting him. This morning I want to give you an opportunity to, to accept him into your life. Because quite possibly, as we've been looking at his word and through this chat this morning, thinking, God's spirit doesn't live within me. I don't live my life that way. I do want to have love and kindness and patience and goodness and all of those things in my life, but I don't live that way. And church, I started this morning with saying, if we're followers of Christ and His Spirit is within us, then we need to be living this way. And patience with the journey. So I want to give you an opportunity this morning to accept Christ into your life, to start that journey. So this morning, if you're here and you're saying, I just... I need that. I want that. I want to live differently. If you've never accepted Christ into your life and made that commitment to Him, why don't you just raise your hand? We're going to pray with you. Raise your hand to indicate that I want Jesus to live in my life. I'm going to take a moment to pray with those that have indicated that I want to live like this. I want His Spirit within me so I can have the fruit of the Spirit. So as a church, if we'd support those that raised their hands this morning and you'd repeat after me this morning, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I accept you into my life this morning. I accept you into my life this morning. I want to live differently. I want freedom in my life. I want forgiveness of my sin. I want the fruit of your spirit. So God, I humbly accept you. I accept your love. And want to serve you from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's the best and most important decision. See, there is no patience when it comes to accepting Christ in our life. That's a decision that needs to be made right away. But once we start the journey, relationship with Him, we all need work. We need His Spirit to work in us, His Spirit to work through us, His Spirit to work on us, so that we can cultivate what God has called us to be. So He can do His work and make our lives the most productive possible. So we're going to offer you a moment this morning. We're going to ask the prayer team to come forward. We're going to stand at the front. We're going to welcome you and support you. If you have something this morning that you want a prayer to pray with, they will pray with you. But with regard to the fruit of the Spirit and patience, it's all about His Spirit in us. We need more of His Spirit in our lives. We just do. 
and the results will be there. So I challenge you this morning to come forward asking God to fill you, to use you, that His Spirit, as He lives in you, you'd be able to see that fruit. So as Pastor Brad leads us this morning, it's going to take a few moments to honor Him, ask Him to come into our lives and situations that we can be changed. So Father, as we close our time this morning, as the prayer team comes forward, God, to offer support and care and prayer, Lord, I pray that you would continue to do your work in our lives. Father, we thank you that you are able to cultivate goodness in us. And more specifically to today's topic, Lord, of patience, we thank you that you can cultivate patience in us. So, Lord, we ask for that today. God, can you imagine if we actually get this, that we actually live it out, that we actually live the way that you've called us to do, what would this world look like? God, what would this church look like? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So come forward this morning, church. Duh.